Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome into the Everything You Ma podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I gotta say, I hope it's been a magical day for you. In fact, I hope you're doing well either way. And if you've been affected by any of these big storms rolling through the Midwest and across several parts of the country, I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody in your life is good. These storms are no joke. I mean, being from the Midwest, being from Kansas, you get guys that crack a beer, go sit on the front porch, and watch the waterworks come down. These are serious issues. The storms, not the guys watching the storms, of course. There's legit damage across the nation with down power lines, with trees that fall on people, that fall on cars, that fall on, you know, whatever you think happens. There's a lot of damage across the nation right now, so I hope everybody around you is good. Recently, I did see that one of the longtime MLB commentators, Jeff Passan, was crushed by a tree. And I don't mean to say that lightly, saying he's passed away or anything crazy. He broke his back. A vertebrae in his back broke because of a downed tree that fell on him and crushed him. And he did make a funny joke about it, saying he's going to make a baseball bat out of the tree, a la The Natural. If you haven't seen that movie, go check it out. But Jeff Passan was actually hurt with that. He's doing okay. It sounds like, obviously, you know, when you break your back, there's a limit to how okay I assume you're doing. But either way, he is doing well and moving forward. But all that's to say, be safe. All that's to say, be safe, be smart, be whatever you can. Stay out of the way. Keep your phones charged, whatever you can do. Because it's dangerous. Storms are absolutely dangerous. But I do want to give you some sports talk to move on past it. And look ahead at the future. We'll see what is coming next down the pipeline for your Kansas State Wildcats. We are officially fresh, fresh out of Big 12 Media Day. And I know there's been a lot of things. You saw Brett Yormark dunk on Texas and Oklahoma. You saw Mike Gundy absolutely windmill dunk on Oklahoma and Texas. You've just seen a lot of weird narratives coming across the pipeline. This week we're going to talk about something a little bit different at the NFL level. We don't usually talk about the NFL. There's Wildcats in the NFL, and there's a lot of them. There is. This year we produced multiple draft picks in the NFL draft. I mean, we had four guys drafted, and if you heard the storyline, all four of them went to their hometowns. That doesn't happen very often. That is not a thing that happens on a weekly occurrence. Even for once a year, all four of your college players go to their hometown. Think about this, and and take a journey with me here. Let's think about this. Close your eyes if you have to and picture being, you know, a 19-year-old kid, a 20-year-old kid headed home for the first time since college. Not necessarily home as in, like, the going to have home-cooked meals, blah, 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 all that Think about playing in front of a home crowd that knows you since you were a kid. Think about that. Putting your city on your back. The first player off the board, Felix and Yudike Uzama, to the Kansas City Chiefs, a kid from one of the Lee Summit high schools, goes to Kansas State University. He's been in Kansas and Missouri his entire life. Gets drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs to play in front of that same group. I mean, you can't script that any better. You cannot script that any better. At all. It's crazy to see. The next player off the board. Julius Brents, one of the best cornerbacks in all of college football, heads back to Indianapolis to pair up with the Colts. Second round, I think he was a top 40 pick. There's guys going home. I mean, we can sing about this and start dancing. It was a feel-good moment. I mean, Disney can't script this. And if you wanted to, I mean, Disney, you can take the contract either way, but do give me credit, please. And then you have Deuce Vaughn with one of the most emotional moments with his father. His father, Chris Vaughn, in case you didn't know, Longtime scout for the Dallas Cowboys and basically gets to call his son and say, son, you want to come to work for me? Welcome home. We're ready for you here in Dallas. And Deuce is crying. Chris is crying. Everybody watching is crying. I mean, if you weren't crying, I got some serious questions for you. And the last player off the board is Josh Hayes, who goes home to Tampa Bay. A guy with the Wildcats for one season who transferred in and put on some good stuff on tape. The guy was a great player, but you do see that moving forward that everybody got to go home. Everybody got to go see their parents, see their family, and celebrate as a member of the local team. 
It does not get better than that. But the reason I brought this NFL stuff up, it's not to talk about feel-good moments. It's actually to talk about the exact opposite. I brought it up to talk about a bad situation that will affect one of our K-State friends in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, the running back market is garbage. Absolutely crushed. And with yesterday's reports, it does not get any better. Saquon Barkley does not get a long-term contract done, and the dude's a generational running back. Air quotes generational, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. The next player, no long-term deal done for Josh Jacobs, who is one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best running backs in the country for the Las Vegas Raiders. Doesn't get a long-term deal done. So much so that he was sitting in his car on FaceTime with Max Crosby saying, you know what, at the deadline, this is going to get done. We're going to see it here in a second. No deal is done, he holds out. Same thing with Barkley, holding out. The third player, and this is where your ears might perk up a bit, Tony Pollard, option to play under the franchise tag after the Cowboys released Ezekiel Elliott from his first contract. Guy who didn't sign a second contract, but has a chunk of money, has a ton of talent, ton of everything. The running back market is so one-stranded right now. This is what happens. You draft a highly touted rookie. In this case, let's use Deuce Vaughn as our example, because I truly believe that Deuce might be the next guy that has to deal with this. Obviously, there's going to be guys that come first. You know, the running back market is on the heels of a Bijan Robinson type player. That's what's going to change this. There are two players that have second contracts, and it was Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, guys that you would bet the lottery on every single year. That's how good these guys are. The Cowboys did it to Tony Pollard, and they drafted Deuce as the second in command, a guy to have the Tony Pollard role from last year to say, you know what? I'll come in as a second option back if, you know, Tony's not producing or whatever the case is. Deuce, you're on a rookie contract. We will take you. You're going you're gonna to come in and work. You'll earn your spot, and that's that. Tony Pollard doesn't get the second option. And even if he goes for, what, 1,500 yards and 28 touchdowns, I mean, the guy's going to have an uphill battle to sign a second contract. It just doesn't seem to be the way that goes. So Deuce Vaughn might be the next one to have to step into that. And when I say that, the business model for a running back, and I will give you multiple, multiple, multiple examples. The business model for high-profile running backs. Draft someone anywhere. It could be the seventh round, a la Isaiah Pacheco, who started the Super Bowl and was the most effective running back in that game. And even before that for Kansas City, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, guys that come in as undrafted guys or seventh-round guys, fifth-round guys that are able to tote the rock and play big roles for Kansas City. The last generational running back we had was Jamal Charles. When the offense was so one-centric, it wasn't even funny. Give Jamal the ball, hope he scores 35 points by himself. That was our entire front. That was our entire offense. The running back market, it's not where it is. So you look at whoever's back there. I mean, the Chiefs have drafted somebody every year just in case. You know, we've had undrafted guys come in to be successful, a la Derek Gore, a la Daenerik Prince this year. You're going to see a little bit of him. Isaiah Pacheco was a 7th round rookie and was a top 10 running back in the NFL. So my question to you would be, and I hate to say it this way, but it is, can you blame them at all? The running back market is garbage. There's nobody out there that's helping it. Let me read you these list of names. The reason I say this, it's not to say that running backs don't deserve money, but the business model has shifted. You can draft a rookie that gets, you know, within 500 yards of production of your stud running back in the 6th, 7th round, undrafted guys. You can get guys that come in and compete. I mean, think about this. Jamal Charles ends up you know, basically getting forced out of town because he's old, he's past his prime, whatever the case is. 
Jamal goes to Denver. I think Jacksonville for a bit too. Correct me on that if I'm wrong. Then you bring in Kareem Hunt as a rookie, as a third-round rookie. That's a pretty high place to draft a rookie, but I can give you a third-round evaluation. Hunt comes in and plays great, and obviously there's a ton of off-the-field stuff. I'm not advocating for the guy to be some Ring of Honor player, but he was a great player that first season. He was. The duo of Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Patrick Mahomes was incredible. Also, Tyreek Hill, I'm remiss to not mention his name in that case. Kareem Hunt obviously has his, his issues after being one of the best running backs in the NFL, and Kansas City moves on for obvious reasons. He goes over to Cleveland. He is still a free agent after being a top 10 running back in the NFL. Still a free agent. I mean, Nick Chubb might be the only guy that can save this, and that's that's not saying anything great. I mean, Chubb could rush for 2,000 yards and still be in consideration for not getting a second contract. So my question is, why would you pay these guys? If you can draft Isaiah Pacheco and get an 1,000-yard season out of that guy, why waste money on a first-run running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire? And think about that even further. On the second wave of contracts, and this is going to hurt me to say, does Isaiah Pacheco get a second contract? The Chiefs handle their business differently than just about everybody in the country, but does he get a second contract? Does Brett Veach say, you know what, we'll give you $25 million here. The max amount of money for a running back outside of Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, it's like $25 million. It's pretty low. The market is oversaturated. That's a word that I don't want to say, oversaturated. Listen to this. Guys who have been successful in the NFL... These are some free agents that are still available on the market as of the day. There's 55 top athletes here. Ezekiel Elliott. Say no more. Fourth overall pick for Dallas Cowboys back in the day. Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette. I'm sure you're saying, you know, these guys are all like 33, 34. They're past their prime. Kareem Hunt's in that conversation. The oldest running back of the four is Leonard Fournette, who's 28. 28 years old. Doesn't have a home. J.D. McKissick. Mark Ingram, who granted is past his prime, is 33 years old. Rex Burkhead, similar conversation. Giovanni Bernard. Daryl Williams, former Kansas City running back. I mean, come on. Royce Freeman. David Johnson, who I know that's one where you say, oh, yeah, he's old. No worries. He is not old, man. He's 31 years old. That cannot be that old. Kenyon Drake was a stud. Justin Jackson. Marlon Mack. Malcolm Brown. Benny Snell Jr. James Robinson who's only 24 and was a stud for Jacksonville. These are the guys we're looking at. There is no market for running backs right now. Outside of guys that have a two-year, three-year deal making a lot of money, we've got one-year deals galore. Devin Singletary, 1,000-yard rusher. He got a one-year deal with Houston Worth. Take a guess here. Let me know your guess. Just let me know what type of money these guys are going to generate. Think about that. Devin Singletary, one-year, $2.7 million, And that is generous in that case. Deonta Foreman, $2 million, one year. Austin Scott, one year, two million. Damian Harris, who's one of the best running backs in the league, signs with Buffalo, one year, 1.7. Matt Breida, one year, 1.4. Rashad Penny, Jarek McKinnon comes back to Kansas City on a one year, $1.3 million deal. To Ernest Johnson, Ronald Jones, Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, Corey Clement. There's a lot of great players. Boston Scott, I think I mentioned, but I'm going to mention him again. There are so many great players that are suffering in the running back market, and there's no reason to pay them. There isn't, because you can find the same production later in the NFL. So when everybody looks at Deuce and says, you know what, he's not going to play behind Tony Pollard. The thing about the NFL and about business in the NFL, as booming as ever as the league is, they do not pay running backs. That's just the landscape. It's going to be that way for the next decade. I have a feeling. You know, there's going to be maybe four running backs in the next five years, six years, that generate second contracts. My picks for that, I, don't, I can't even tell you. I mean, Nick Chubb's got to be one. I would love to say Isaiah Pacheco, but 
Just think about that. Even though he was a stud, Chiefs pick up a kid, Daenerys Prince, who they really feel good about, who's big, fast, physical. It's just so easy to find production late, which stinks, because I want these running backs to eat. They deserve to get paid. And I did see a funny tweet here I wanted to mention that I thought was pretty solid. It's tweets from Coach Dan Casey, not sure who's the coach of or what he's coaching, but he basically said, we need an NFL team to scoop up all these officially devalued running backs and run the flex bone. Zig another zag. Says, you don't need to pay a quarterback big money to run the triple option. That would be unbelievable to see at the NFL level. Bringing somebody running the triple option with all these running backs, you know you get Isaiah Pacheco taking the snap, handing it to Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook pitching it to Ezekiel Elliott before throwing it downfield to, like, Kareem Hunt. Why don't we just have running backs play every single position on the field? There's been running backs that have jumped the D-end and been successful. There's been running backs that are successful linebackers. Might as well just start a running back at every position and pay him like running backs. $1 million, $1.3 million for a year. We just signed our starting middle linebacker for a one-year $1.3 million deal. He's going to be in Denver for a long time. He's going to be in, in Detroit. That's horrible. The market is horrible. So I bring that up to say, if you're worried that Deuce Vaughn won't play, give it literally one year. If they're good, they get a franchise tag. They don't get a second contract. It's ridiculous. The business model right now. And I know what you're thinking. Joe, the NFL's a business. They're going to do what's best for them and not for the players. I know. I get that. I do. But I just want to say that you will see some running backs lose their jobs that should never lose their jobs to anybody in the next couple of years. And it's something we're all going to have to see. Deuce's rookie contract, I believe it's a four-year deal, five-year deal. He'll be there for a bit, and as soon as Tony Pollard's done on this franchise tag, they're done with him. The Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium, those boys are kicking him out. It's not to say he's not worthy or deserving of a contract. You just see what happens around the league. And they mentioned, hey, we're we're not closing the door on bringing Ezekiel Elliott back as a a second back just in case there's injuries. I still bet they give the nod to Deuce. You've seen guys like Dak Prescott say he's going to come in and help us immediately. Everybody's excited to watch Deuce play. But you're going to see that across the league, league league-wide. Guys are losing jobs. Guys are losing money. Guys are losing checks. I mean, Josh Jacobs, let me read you his stats from the previous season. In Kansas City, to the point where I would take all three of these guys. Just because. Think about that. Offer a four-year, what, $16 million deal? I know that's nothing. That is pennies to the dollar for a guy like Barkley, for a guy like Jacobs, for a guy like Pollard. They just aren't making money. And they need to be. These guys are valuable, valuable players. It's just hard to support when you have these college guys that can compete day one. And let me tell you why that is. Let me tell you why that is. The reason running backs like Josh Jacobs are losing their jobs to rookie guys after their first year of contract, after rushing 340 times, think about the mileage that does, 1,653 rushing yards and 12 scores in 2022, one of the best in the league, averaging just under five yards a carry. The reason a guy like that loses his job is because the gap from being a college running back to an NFL running back is the smallest gap of any position. Think about that. Every single position at the NFL level, there's a massive learning curve. And I'm not saying there isn't at the running back position, but going from a college quarterback to an NFL quarterback versus going from a college running back to an NFL running back are night and day. You know, you get NFL linemen blocking for you. You learn the zone scheme. You learn the run scheme. You learn whatever's going to happen on Jet sweeps, end around motions. At the end of the day, it's instincts. You're getting through the hole. You're hitting the hole. They can find guys with instincts for four years, $2 million as a rookie versus paying Tony Pollard five years, $80 million. 
You save yourself $78 million by plugging and playing a guy who can have maybe within three or 400 yards and two or three touchdowns of your day one guy. That's what's crazy. So the reason I say that is just to say, we're going to see a lot of Deuce Vaughn this year. I think we are. Even though Tony Pollard's on a contract year, and sometimes guys play incredible that year, it's just the way the running back market is right now. It's just not there. And it won't be for a while. But I wanted to talk about that in recent news. I know it might not be the most K-State-specific stuff, but I wanted to get out there and talk about my thoughts because that's just the biggest news story right now, talking about the running back market, talking about guys that deserve some money, deserve some love. I think we're going to see Deuce Vaughn step into a role very, very soon. But that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I hope you continue to do so either way after this episode ends. I appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Go Cats!